0: It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G-Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G-Cobb and Micah Warren. Uh,
1: G-Cobb with you on uh, uh, G-Cobb in the House. And I'm being joined by uh, Bob Cunningham, who uh, has been uh, able to join me today. Uh, Micah wasn't able to make it kind of tied up, so uh, there's plenty to talk about, of course, uh, with the Eagles and uh, with the Phillies getting ready down in in Clearwater, uh, but, but starting with the Eagles, of course, we've got to talk about the release of, uh, of Brian Westbrook, um, it, it happened, uh, it did surprise some people, uh, I wasn't one of them, uh, but they let him go, uh, Brian said he wants to continue to play football, course he talked about his uh, injuries and different things but uh, they let him go now uh, Bob um, uh, thanks for joining me
2: yeah not a problem
1: okay what what did you think about the release of uh, Brian Westbrook was it there, there, was there any surprise uh, when did you find out what was your reaction
2: well uh, I, I wasn't surprised uh, to see it happen I think the majority of the people in the area weren't surprised to see it happen but that doesn't mean it was any uh, less difficult to swallow. You know, he's the guy who has uh done a lot for this team. Uh he seemed to always come up big when it counted. So, seeing him in a different jersey is will be uh, almost as hard as, as seeing Dawk in orange.
1: Yeah, it's it's part of the process. He he probably be playing somewhere else. Now, you you look back at the um the different greats um in in the game. I mean, Brian Westbrook just uh I don't know that I've seen a a better all-round back, you know, in an Eagle uniform. Uh, I I definitely think. I mean, he's just on another level with his ability to run with the football. He also had the ability to catch it out of the backfield. Of course, um, we remember the play he made as a punt returner when he took the punt back against uh, the Giants, and he was a great punt returner. He just was a a great football player, uh, able to pick up the blitz despite his size. Uh, Brian Westbrook is a guy who um, just just a great football player. But the thing is, though, uh, probably his best years, you know, probably you know took something out of him because they gave him the ball over three hundred times, and it, it, he just really started to have the injury problems, and really never never was able to recover. But what do you think you rate him when you think about the great backs in, in Eagle history, Bob?
2: Uh, you you got to say he's. Uh... Man, you could argue that he's the best. Uh, As a pure running back, Montgomery, uh, you probably have to give the edge to to Montgomery, but as an all-around running back, being able to do everything. Westbrook is, you know, with the pass blocking, the catching out of the backfield. Man, when it came to all that, he was just unparalleled.
1: Well, you know, the thing he was able to do is, uh, you know, and you mentioned it, as a a, uh, guy coming out of the backfield. I mean who will ever forget uh, the the uh the screen against the Vikings oh you know you had the game on the line uh, you know the, the Eagles hadn't been able to really put in, put really able, uh, separate themselves from the Vikings they're playing up in the in, in the Metrodome you know they've got a tough defense they're not letting the Eagles get any air at all and uh, McNabb dumps this pass uh, to Westbrook uh, you know, he kind of he, he did a good job of drawing. He, you know, uh, you had uh, Jared Allen and the boys thought they had McNabb, and then he was able to just throw it out there. He pitched it out there to Westbrook, and Westbrook got in behind Nicole. Uh I'm trying to remember um, some of the other guys that were out there in front of him, but he got in there behind him. Boy, and I tell you, he utilized every block. Uh, they did a good job blocking downfield, and uh, before you knew it, he was, he was in the end zone. That was, that was a great play, really a great team play, but uh, really it showed all of the abilities of Brian Westbrook, and the thing about it is he wasn't really 100% for that game, but he, he was able to make that play for them. You remember that play, right?
2: absolutely i mean you're watching that game the whole time thinking you know our defense is playing so well they're shutting down this vikings offense and you're thinking you know where is westbrook Uh, where is McNabb? where are all of our guys we just need one play that put this game away put the nail in their coffin and just as you're thinking that westbrook gets that screen and 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 it was over from there
1: yeah it was it was uh it was some kind of a play and the thing about Westbrook, though, um, you know, the, the, you know, we, we we can talk about the, the leg injuries, and he started having the leg injuries, and and really size wise, he probably wasn't a guy that you should be giving the ball to, you know, twenty times a game. He's more like a guy should be getting it ten to fifteen, at the most. But um, because he, he he was he really they leaned on him, uh, 2006 when McNabb went down, and it really kind of upped his his uh, his load. They really were we're asking more out of him and, and asking him to, you know, run for 100 yards at times and and then on top of that, you know, also get the ball uh, out in space and make something happen. Uh, and then uh, if, if he had enough, uh, you know, uh, enough energy, uh, they would put him back sometimes to to run back the punts. I mean, he really earned his money for them. And, and that's the thing about running backs is the guys get banged up so much that um, – you know, they they wind up, um, you know, having short careers. Now, yeah, I mean, now one, one been, thing that I wanted to, to, to talk about with Brian was the fact that he still wants to play. How do you feel about him continuing to want to play? Uh, do you think it's time for him to hang it up? Uh, and how much success do you think he'll have uh, as he continues to play Bob?
2: It, it, it was tough watching him. Uh, this past year, because uh, I mean he didn't even seem to have the vision that he once had. You know, he's running into the back of linemen and just kind of falling over for a yard here and a yard there. It was uh, it was real difficult to watch. And then when he didn't get uh, almost any time at all in that Dallas game, you know when it really counts. And we've got Brian Westbrook on the sideline. Uh, the I think I think the uh, I think Reed and the rest of the Eagles organization is convinced but he can't play anymore, and uh i mean they see him every day, so uh, you almost gotta think that uh that he's at the end
1: yeah you know that, that's the thing and i i think that uh that said it more than anything else you know uh i remember um having the chance uh where I was standing there by brian and um he uh we were interviewing um, LaShawn Le- McCoy. And McCoy he was, he, you know, he, he's a good kid, but he was joking around about, you know, how many plays he was getting compared to uh, Westbrook, and we were asking him about it, and you know, he he was joking around, but you know, you could see Brian, he was not joking because Brian knew that this was pretty much spelling the end for him, you know, that, you know, just to be here talking about them, how many times they're going to give him the ball, you know, just wasn't. Um, You know, it it wasn't anything to play with, and and, 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 uh, Brian got up and walked away, and I I, I told LaShawn, I said, hey, you know, uh, joking about how many times you get the ball and things right now, especially, it's not a good time for that uh, because, you know, Brian's trying to get healthy. He knows that you're really his replacement here, and he's trying to help you. And so uh, we talked about that, and I remember that because, uh, I, you know, I've been through it myself. You know, where you know you're being replaced, and Brian knew he was being replaced. And then when they got in that game, and they only used him one time on that screen, he knew that uh, you know time was up because there's no way uh, they were going to pay him, uh, you know, seven million dollars uh, to do more, no more than, than than what he was doing. So, you know that that's 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 the, that's the business, though, you know. Now now, with regard to um uh continuing with west with Westbrook, you know he had quite a few things to say, and i want to i want to get your reaction about uh you know I'm, I'm just reading in uh in the paper today uh where Westbrook was on and he said um uh, they read here Brian Westbrook continued his run of interviews following the announcements of, of his impending release from the Eagles. Westbrook was asked by e s p n thousand one thousand in in Donovan McNabb's hometown of Chicago, if he would be shocked if McNabb followed him out of Philadelphia. It wouldn't wouldn't shock me at all if he got traded or released, Westbrook said. I know he is very unappreciated in Philadelphia. He's definitely unappreciated for the things he does and the things he brings in Philadelphia. I think Donovan brings so much to a football team leadership, a high quality of play. You, can replace, you can't You can replace that easily. I definitely can't see him leaving there, but at the same time, it's going to become a money thing at some point. Westbrook also said that he realizes he's not going to carry the ball, you know, third time. But anyway, how do you feel about uh, his comments about McNabb? And uh, I'm going to read some others that he, he said. What do you think of that, Bob?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure uh, if Westbrook has uh... – has his hand on the pulse of what uh, of what the Eagles are thinking there. But
1: uh, I no, think he's just, what, he just give, he's just giving his opinion. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that he knows everything, because I, I don't know that the Eagles know what they're going to do. But anyway, he's just kind of giving his opinion about, uh, about McNabb. Yeah, well, and he's definitely spot
2: on that McNabb is underappreciated around here. I mean, I, I think that's uh, fairly obvious to anyone paying attention. McNabb is incredibly underappreciated. And, uh, man, it, it would be, I, I personally think it would be a real disaster if, uh, if McNabb gets traded. I think that would just be the worst move, uh, that, that this team could make. And I think in a few years, then you would point to that being the reason why Reed will ultimately get fired. I think McNabb has that big of a, an impact on this team. I don't think people
1: realize that yet. Well, you know, I think that, um, you know, you make an interesting point and, You know, looking at this, um, uh, they asked, uh, you know, in fact, I was listening to the show where, uh, you know, I I listened to the the tape there on on TV. You had uh, Vi Sikahema, who is with um, 97.3 ESPN and FM, and he was talking to um, Brian Westbrook, and and he was asking him, you know, about the whole thing with – with McNabb and how he compares with Kevin Cobb. And, uh, you know, they were getting into it pretty good. And um, he went on to say here, let's see, um, uh, They, they, you know, they're asking him, they want him to be honest because they said, look, you're not on the team anymore. So, you know, Vice said, hey, you know, tell me how you feel. And here's what uh, Westbrook said. He said, just from playing with Donovan, and I played with Donovan for eight years, so I know him well, and I've watched him his whole career, especially being – in philadelphia i think he's the best quarterback that's qualified for the job right now because they asked him who should be the quarterback either McNabb or kevin cobb he said i think that kevin cobb will be a very fine quarterback in the nfl i do not have any problem with saying that at all i think he will be a great quarterback in the nfl however if i was the team and i was trying to win a super bowl like the philadelphia eagles are it would be hard pressed to get rid of donovan McNabb." i'll We'll, we'll continue with that. We'll talk some more about that on the other side. G-Cobb with you on uh, G-Cobb in the House uh, with uh, Bob Cunningham, uh, and we'll be back with you in a moment.
3: Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice of
4: America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.
5: Do you want
3: to know what's really going on these days? each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific
5: time. It's all about action. Touchdown! Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines.
4: Big trade in the NFL this afternoon.
5: When you are looking to talk sports. Look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle, whether it's basketball, football, golf, racing, or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports.
0: You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at AOL.com. Remember two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house.
1: G Cobb back with you on uh, G Cobb in the house and the uh, We're being joined by Bob Cunningham this week and talking about the Eagles and and their situation. Of course, we got the the release of one of the greatest players in the Eagles' history, the the guy that had the most yardage from from scrimmage in a season, Brian Westbrook, who you know was just had all kind of health problems. He's been bothered with ankle and knee problems, and then he dealt with some con- uh, concussions this past year. Uh, so uh, the Eagles are looking at his uh, over $7 million price tag. It wasn't hard for them to say, you know, it's probably time for uh, him to move on. So, um, you know, that that was the case. And, um, you know, sad to see. It's something that I don't think. A lot of people that uh, you know follow the team were surprised about, but yet and still, when you got a guy like Westbrook who has um, the ability to turn a game around, and a guy who the other team always had to think about where's this guy at, and uh, you know if he got any kind of uh, breathing room, he was uh, he, w- he was able to take it to the house. So. Uh, that's that's what was uh, you know astonishing about the guy, and he's always you know a serious weapon for the Eagles, and, and is capable of helping them to open up everything uh, both in the the running game and in the passing game. But you know, moving on, and, you know, in talking about Westbrook, one of the things that uh, we're going to have to see is uh, Lashawn McCoy. He's going to take on a bigger role now, and uh, that's going to mean uh, you know taking care of the football, picking up the blitz uh, you know, uh, being consistent, uh, as a runner so that they have, a, a semblance of a running game. How do you think, uh, LaShawn McCoy, how well, I mean, how well prepared do you think he is to take over for somebody as talented as, as Brian Westbrook?
2: I think, uh, I think everyone's going to be pleasantly surprised. I've been touting, uh, McCoy since, uh, he first got here. We talked about this before the season started. I think, uh, he might. he's not going to be that guy like Westbrook, you know, with uh, one run can take it 60 yards, you know, first hand off of the game or whatever. I think McCoy's a guy who, uh, you know, he's going to get, he might get his first four or five carries and only have, you know, 10, 12 yards in his first four or five carries, then he'll break one. And he'll start getting that average, that you know, that five yards a carry and uh, really wearing guys down uh, just because they won't be able to catch him because uh, uh, you put him in a phone booth with another guy and he'll juke him out of his shoes. So uh, I think McCoy is going to be a, a, a real pleasant surprise next year.
1: Well, you know, you hope you see that, um, that, that bounce from that first to the second year because most of the time that's when guys make their biggest jump when it comes to, uh, you know, as a player because uh, they understand what they're doing. They have a better uh, idea of exactly you know, the speed of the game. They uh, they know what's expected of them, and um, that's something uh, that you hope you see with uh, with with LeSean because he's he's got a, a lot of ability. As as you said, he does have the ability to make people miss, and he can <laughs> he can fake you out of out of your shoes. And uh, they need him uh, to to make plays, meaning they be able to put him in uh, open field and 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 get the ball to him and, and let him do his thing. So we will see how. Um, how that works out, and uh, the big thing is, you know, you're also going to see um, the Eagles uh, with uh, with Westbrook. Of course, uh, saying goodbye to him, but um, there is talk about, you know, what they're going to do at other positions. Like, you know, with the you got the draft coming up, uh, people talking about the the offensive line, the defensive line, uh, talking about, of course, that that safety position, which uh, really kind of hurt the Birds this past year. So the running back spot, though, they're going to need more than LaShawn problem. Uh, and it's a matter of will, will they go with a guy with, Book, with, uh, with Buckley? I mean, would they feel more comfortable, I mean, comfortable enough to go with him? Can he be the second guy? Uh, that's the kind of thing that we'll probably have to wait to see. But what's, what's your take on it? Do you think they'll go out to free agent market, or will they, they go in the draft? Because they've got to get somebody to back him up. Uh,
2: it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to uh, maybe go both ways, pick up a, a free agent now and then maybe draft a guy in the mid to late round who uh, who they think they can mold as a second guy uh, behind McCoy. Cause I, I just don't know that they uh, – now, I would like to see Buckley get a chance. He's a high-motor guy, obviously uh, wants to take advantage of every carry he gets. Uh, but I, I, he made this team as a, as a special teams guy, and I think that's how they see him more than as a running back. I mean, Weaver uh, will get his share of carries, but he is a fullback. And then you have, uh, you know, that uh, Martel Mallet from the CFL. He could turn out to be a pleasant surprise. Uh, but uh, you don't know what you have in those guys until we get into training camp and uh, and into the preseason.
1: Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's going to be a thing where we have to keep an eye on. But the running back position, uh, with the uh, them saying so long to Brian Westbrook, uh, they're going to be – Asking LaShawn to take on more of a role, uh, to be able to walk out and and run routes, and I, I I don't think that he's going to be able to do it as well as Brian, because I think Brian was a unique player who uh, just had such a, a great feel for the passing game. Uh, that, uh, but I I think that LaShawn can do the things they need for him to um, to to continue to you know uh, you know keep this offense going in the right direction, but. You look at the offensive line. Um, you know, Winston Justice has been a pleasant surprise. Of course, you got Jason Peters on the left side. Uh, inside, uh, on the left side, you got Todd Harriman, uh, who finally got healthy and, uh, and he seemed to be coming into his own. Jamal Jackson is down, he, he um, will be recovering from the knee problem and that knee surgery, and, and I, don't, I don't know how soon he's going to be ready. I think when the season starts, I, I think it's unrealistic to think that, that Jamal Jackson is going to be out there, uh, you know, opening up holes for guys. I think he'll be still on the bench. I think he'll still be recovering from the knee injury. And so then that kind of puts some question marks over things because you know Nick Cole's going to play center. Now, who are you going to put at, at right guard – and, and feel comfortable about it. Will you put uh, Andrews in there, Stacey Andrews? Is he the guy to go in there, or should they be looking elsewhere?
2: I think uh, you gave a lot of money to Stacey, uh, and he earned that money from the way he played in Cincinnati. So I think you definitely have to give him the first shot. Now, if he's still, oh, I don't know the offense yet, or, oh, my knee hurts come training camp, well, then no more. You know, see uh we don't need that around anymore. We don't need two Andrews brothers doing that. But uh I think you he, have to give him the first shot. They're hoping he comes in healthy and takes that spot and uh I think he will.
1: Yeah, well he, he could very well you know, he could very well do that. Uh that's something that just we just have to uh keep an eye on because uh he he's got um you know he's got some ability. You know, he was banged up and had the knee injury and everything. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to do something you know, in the draft to try to get some depth on the offensive line because they couldn't have been happy with what happened the last two games against the Cowboys where it really didn't seem like our offensive of line could block their defensive front, and, uh, and that defensive front is going to be back there. They've got an outstanding group down there in Dallas. Do you think maybe there's a chance that uh, they, they addressed the offensive line in that first round?
2: In the in the first round, I would uh, I'd consider that real. Uh, that'd be a real long shot. I think I think Reed and everyone else understands they have far more pressing issues than the line. I mean, they can make the line work with the guys they've got. But uh, you can't go in to this season with Macho Harris starting at free safety, or Chris Kong starting at Sam, or uh, you know just relying on Jukul Parker at defensive end anymore. You've got to address those first. But Reed will pick up his guys in the late rounds, uh, you know, his linemen. And we also have uh, Topu, I believe is his name, that we drafted last year, who spent the yeah. year on IR. Yeah, so. you have
1: some of those kids that they drafted, and uh, hopefully, you know, they'll continue to come on. Uh, you know, and give and, and give them some uh, some some depth because that's a big thing they need. Now, do you think um, you know with Winston Justice? Uh, do you think that uh, that they would be happy with him to the point to where I know they I know they gave him some money, so they got to be they showed some confidence in him. But do you think they're comfortable with with putting him over there and uh, saying okay, we'll be set over here for six years, five years, so like that? Do you think that? that he showed them enough to uh, make them feel that way?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, if it were me, I think I would be. I mean, obviously you want to see him do it twice uh, and make sure it wasn't just a fluke. But if you look at how he played his first year, his first year as a starter, he should be uh, a whole lot better this year. Right tackle is his natural position. That's where he played at USC. That's where he belongs. I think he can be a a real good right tackle for us.
1: Well, he he definitely uh, was a pleasant surprise Last year, when they uh, were in a situation where uh, Sean Andrews, who was another question mark, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Sean, whether uh, they're going to um, expect him to be back, or are they eventually going to let him go. Now, they're not paying him a lot of money. I mean, a lot of people get worked up about the fact that Sean is still on the the roster. Uh, But I think the Eagles, uh, wisely, would be foolish if you're not paying them big dollars which they're not, uh, to keep him on the roster. Because if he gets healthy, uh, you know, you got a guy who is a dominating guy, meaning that I think the dominating people, you get guys who are um, cut above at a, at, a, at a certain position. They're the reasons you win games against great teams. If you want to be a great team, you got to have some great players out there. That means you got to be able to run the ball at certain times where they know, hey, we're going to run behind this guy here. But we think he's better than anybody there on your side, and we think he can push any of those guys off the ball. and And Sean can be that kind of dominating force. Uh, I don't know whether he will ever get to that again because of his back, uh, and you know just what's going on with him, um, you know, mentally and everything. But uh, if you, if he if he does, it's it's worth it because. And I don't want him to be disruptive, though. Uh, meaning, like, he, if he's not in and he's not healthy, then hey, don't even don't even get anybody worked up about it. But if he were to get healthy, uh, the guy uh, at that right guard or whatever, he, right away he's going to make you a much better running team uh, because of him. So that's why I say you know keep it open. But we'll continue uh, on the other side. we we'll, we've got plenty more to talk about with the guards to the Eagles, and you got the we'll talk get on the little Phillies as they are working out down in Clearwater. But uh, just stay with us, and uh, we'll be back in a moment with G Cobb in the house.
5: He's a beauty. A fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's up there. Shot. got it. With 2.8 seconds left. left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here.
3: From high school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Voice America Sports.
5: All about action. Touchdown! Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines.
4: Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you
5: are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle. Whether it's basketball, Off the glass, football. Come on. Golf. <laughs> racing. Or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports
1: G Cobb back with you on G Cobb in the house, and I'm been joined by uh, Bob Cunningham, and we've just been talking about the uh, the, uh, the birds. Now uh, on the defensive side, and of course you, you got the combine going on. In fact, uh, as we speak, you got the combine going on out in uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, what do you want to see the Eagles do in the first round, Bob? Uh, you know they got some needs. Of course, you got the strong safety. I mean, or, or the, really the weak safety need. You have. Uh, uh, you want to get somebody there that can be a dominating player coming from the other side with Trent Cole. So you'd like to get you a dominating pass rusher. Uh, you also have got, uh, you know, some depth problems, maybe at the, uh, the middle linebacker position uh, and, and, a, and a number of other places. But really you, you could use some addressing to – there needs to be some addressing done uh, to uh, the defense, and uh, at least as I see it. But uh, what, what you're thinking, Bob, first round, what should the Eagles be looking for?
2: Uh, I'm a big believer, as far as the draft goes, you take the best player on the board. Uh, so, I mean, if the best player on the board at that time happens to be a receiver, I think mean, you take him. But uh, I would love to see them get uh, a left end because I think you start, you know, you got to start from the line and move, move backwards. Maybe see if there's a linebacker that will fall to the second round. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a guy like Navarro Bowman, his stock seems to be dropping, putting him into the second round. So... I'd like to see him go left end but I think you take best player available.
1: Okay, so best player available. Now do you think that um uh that you know you can you know that it's smart wiser let's say to to go after a um let's say a left defensive end in the in the draft or is it better to try to grab him in free agency?
2: Well, I think the only one really uh worth looking at Uh, that can come in and be that kind of dominating starter is Julius Peppers, and that's a real crapshoot. You have no idea what he's thinking. Uh, You know, you have uh, everyone who says he doesn't play all that hard all the time. He's going to want big money. Uh, Cantman's coming off an injury. Vanden Bosch is serviceable, but he's he's getting up there, so you're really not left with a whole lot in free agency.
1: Well, there's no doubt about it, and and that's the thing that does concern me about uh, about Julius Peppers is now he can be a, a great player. I mean, uh, if I look and think about what he did uh, in the game against Minnesota earlier in the year, where he basically was just uh, unblockable, you know. Yeah. And um, uh, McKinney, who's the left tackle for the the Vikings, he he just ate he ate his lunch, and uh, it was just totally dominating type of a job. I mean, and you know McKinney's all pro uh, left tackle, so. He's capable of doing the things we want. And really, I don't care what he go, does during the, week, uh, during the regular season. If he could have some great games during the playoffs, mm-hmm. and you know you've got Trent Cole over there singled up as well, uh, then I think that that would make the Eagles what I would call is a true championship defense, a team that's able to, capable to come out and just take away another team's game, uh, and, uh, and they don't have to rely on the blitz. Uh, you drop dropping seven guys, and you got uh, you know pass rushers in the quarterback's face. That's defense at its best, and uh, that's what I think that you know the Eagles would have if they were to grab Julius Peppers. But who knows if they're going to grab him, and uh, who knows what his attitude is? And I, uh, how how do you feel about that? Do you think he can be uh, so much of a um, of a difference maker that he, he just kind of just takes possibly takes the uh the franchise up to another level oh he there's no doubt he can do it
2: uh he's a freakish athlete i mean just just unreal uh but does he want to i mean he, it's real difficult to say if he wants to play football i mean i was talking to someone the other day and they said you know even in a contract year last year he could only muster ten and a half sacks now yeah that's on a not a great Carolina defense, but and he's always getting double teamed. But, you know, it's a good point. Uh, Ten-and-a-half sacks is a pretty good year. It's not a great year, especially for a guy who's supposed to be a great defensive end in a contract year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'd have to think hard about signing Peppers.
1: Yeah, and, you know, uh, the, the other guys that, you know, you would be interested in, you, you figure you, you got Ray Edwards with Minnesota, but he's a restricted free agent this year um and you got uh there are a few other guys uh, but they're they're- restricted free agents, so you know it's 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 not going to be feasible really to you know ante up two number one picks to sign these guys that's you know that's that's a, that's kind of steep i mean uh and uh you know they got they got some you got they got some talented players no doubt about a ton players around and uh that's why they look anywhere and everywhere nowadays. If you're a good player and you're coming out in the draft, uh, there are people that are going to know you're a good player. Uh, they they look high and wide, they look everywhere, and so there are not too many players that sneak uh, up under the you know the watchful eye of, of all the scouts around the league. Now, when um, when you start talking about the Eagles and you and you and you, uh, you talk you look at free agency and everything, uh, you know you got Peppers. Uh, his name comes up. Uh, when you start talking about the draft, you know, they will talk about the, the line and things, but is there anybody that you've seen that's jumped out at you um, that's that's going to be up in this draft, somebody that, that might have caught your eye that uh, you think could it could really be a player uh, or a guy that in some way could come in and help the Eagles?
2: Uh, you, you got to look at uh, Carlos Dunlap from Florida, mm-hmm. uh, freakish athlete. But, again, you know, he's got – off the field problems. Uh, that defensive end from Michigan, I cannot for the life of me remember his name. Uh, Everson Griffin out of uh, USC. Yeah,
1: that's right. Everson guy. Griffin, he's supposed to be a, a good pass rusher.
2: Yeah, he's another guy with uh, off the field concerns,
1: though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you got, uh, you know, Carlos done. Dunlap is another one who's a, who's a good athlete. Uh, really, a, another, you talk about freakish athlete. He's already 290 pounds six six and uh you know he he doesn't play hard all the time but he's a specimen. The only thing is he's also um uh, was caught, you know, drunk driving um on one night and, and 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 you know, and that was uh that's a problem because you know you, you want to have a young kid like that ready to play. But you know he's he's been a little um erratic but he's a player. I mean this this kid uh, Dunlap but the whole thing is, are you going to be able to, you know, stay on them to where you get it out of them all the time? What's your thinking about Dunlap?
2: Yeah, I, I just, I'm not sure. I mean, aside from sitting down and talking to the kid, which I'm sure the Eagles will do at the combine, you just have no idea. And, uh, you know, off the field stuff, Reed will work with that. He'll understand that uh, to a point, obviously. Uh, but not giving it everything you've got on the field, Reed won't. He won't. He won't take that. He doesn't care if you're a first round pick or a seventh round pick. He'll take you off the field. He'll cut you. He don't care. Uh, I mean, you saw a guy like Parker who got messed up with everything out of this past training camp, but you know he tries on the field. He's a high motor guy, and it really went away. But if Reed catches a guy not giving it his all on the field, he won't be an Eagle for very long.
1: Wow, that that's so true. Uh, you know, and, and that and those are some of the the things really that. I think it's helped uh Andy keep this team at such a high level is that uh he, you know he, he has rules uh he doesn't play around with them, meaning that if you're going to break this rule uh we're going to give you this type of punishment and uh there's really nothing else to talk about I mean and, and uh you know he's kept things very clear he doesn't have it, the team overburdened overburdened with um with the rules but the ones that are there are very simple and he he enforces them so uh, that builds, I think, builds discipline in the team, and uh, you know allows uh, you know certain guys to step to the foreground as as leaders of the ball club. Now, that's that's what we're going to see now. Is that we've got such a, I mean, other than Donovan McNabb, this is such a young football team. Um, but you know, they've got some hills to climb if they want to be champions. Uh, and uh, you know, I was really kind of concerned that. The end of the season, you had both uh, Jackson uh, was kind of shut down, and they kind of, uh, you know, were trying to take away Macklin. He had the big catch from from Vic, but for the most part, you know, the the, the Cowboys seem to match up pretty well against the Eagles, and uh, that's going to be something that we're going to keep an eye on, uh, you know, from year to year. But how, what's your take on uh, the Eagles' wide receivers and and the, and the receivers as a whole, including the you know the tight end position?
2: I think, uh, I think Jackson, you make a good point about Jackson, I think Jackson has to grow up a little bit. Uh, his whole thing of getting into a, a jaw-on match with Mike Jenkins, that's exactly what Jenkins wanted. It played right into his hand. He threw Jackson off his game, and Jackson can say he did, and he can say whatever he wants, but the proof is in the pudding. And uh, he got shut down. Uh, Macklin was a rookie. I think he'll take great strides. Uh, Selleck was phenomenal. I think he'll be even better this year. But uh, Jackson is a guy who really needs to uh, to think a little before he gets into these jaw matches with these guys because that's exactly what they want.
1: Yeah, and you know, and the thing about Deshaun is that you know he's not the biggest player, and I, I want you know Andy Reid and-, and Marty Morningwick to-, to be just as concerned as I am about him being able to stay healthy because you know if he's able to stay healthy. Uh, he, he he makes the team a different team. He makes them so much better. But if he's not able to stay healthy, then, you know, you're not the same team without him. Uh, you know, you just don't find guys that are able to come out and, uh, you know, be able to do, you know, put up numbers like that. And uh, that's, that's just astonishing. But we saw, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see, but, this is going to be an exciting year because, you know, well, for that matter, not just the year, but the offseason. And I wonder how a lot of people feel. We have any, uh, any guests there that want to uh, ask some questions, just feel free to, to, uh, to let us know. But this is going to be quite a year, uh, whether they trade McNabb or not. We're going to be talking about this one, I think, for a while. g Cobb will be back with you. Uh, g Cobb in the house with uh, Bob Cunningham. We'll be back with you in a moment.
5: Pacific. Pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
4: The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific Time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in Environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.
3: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred.
1: talk about the birds um you know there's so much going on uh we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation uh, you know Westbrook uh said something about the quarterback situation that I didn't mention and one of the things he said he said that uh he thought Michael Vick was definitely going to be out of here he's going to be traded somewhere so uh that's what Westbrook had to say about that uh you got a reaction as to what uh, you think is going to happen with uh, with Vick uh Bob
2: yeah I think Vick is uh I think Vick's gone uh I don't think the Eagles have much of a need for him. Uh, I think there's a team out there who will give them a mid-round pick uh, to see Vic. Now everyone was talking about the Rams, but uh, now it's coming out. Schefter uh, is reporting that uh, the Rams are looking at drafting and Sam Bradford or Jimmy Clausen. I don't know how that affects that, but uh, I think one way or the other, Vic will uh, Vic's going to get moved.
1: Yeah, uh, you know I've heard that about uh, you know them taking a close look at, um, uh, they're going to take a close look at, at, Bradford. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, for, uh, for Schefter and some of those guys that say they're so sure that they're going to draft Bradford, I think that's a stretch because, you know, he's still coming off of, uh, you know, injuries, you know, so, you know, uh, to say that they're sure of it, I mean, maybe, maybe they've talked to somebody that's, that's already sure of it, but I kind of think it's a thing in which, um, You'll probably have to wait a little longer till he has his pro day. Once he has his pro day, and he goes out and he throw, he's throwing the ball for everybody, and they say, "Oh man, this guy's got the arm. He's got the touch. He's got the accuracy." Blah blah blah. You know, we're gonna go with him. But until I do that, I'm, I'm not sure what's gonna happen. Um, you know, uh, with them and their pick because you got the, you got Sue and Docum Sue, and uh, it was at uh, I'm trying to remember the other guy's name uh, 93 for Oklahoma. Darryl McCoy. Uh, you, know, you know, dominant tackles, I tell you, defensively, if I could have one position, dominant tackle who could push the pile back and really dominate in there because if you have that, it makes everybody else better uh, because you, if you've got a, a, a defensive tackle who is in your backfield, you can't run the ball, you can't throw the ball, you can't do anything. So that's why having a dominant guy there creates so many turnovers and creates problems for the other team. But, um, uh, you know, we're, we're continuing on here. Uh, now, with regards to um, the Eagles, like we talk about the Eagles now, they, the Phillies, uh, they're getting started down at, at training camp, uh, their spring training, and you've got Roy Holiday, he's throwing. You've also got, um, uh, they said that, uh, you know, uh, Cole Hamels threw the ball today and looked very good throwing it. Uh, what what do you think of this team, and do you think they're going to be able to do it again, Bob?
2: and it's uh it does seem like uh, at least in uh in the NL there's the Cardinals there's the Phillies uh not in that order but uh, and then there's just everyone else uh if Cole Hamels is the key to this season if he can pitch the way he did uh in their championship year they will they'll dominate they will be absolutely incredible if not uh they might struggle a little
1: yeah, well, I, you know, I kind of think that there, that there will be some struggling, you know, um, uh, just because, uh, you know, they, they, they're going to be bringing guys uh, in and you've got have such a long season and everything. I, I know that, you know, pitching-wise there might be some problems here and there. But I don't think there's anybody that can beat this team, you know, and stop them from at least, you know, winning the division. Uh, in the playoffs, you get in there, you know, something could happen, uh, somebody can have a bad series, a play here or there, and and you can lose a tier, uh, lose lose a series even though you're the better team. But uh, in the regular season, though, I, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's even a contest. Um, you know, as to what they will be able to do and the kind of lead they'll be able to open up. Uh, but the key to me is going to be Cole Hamels for the most part. You know that he goes and he does his job. The other guy is Brad Lidge. Are we going to see uh, the 2008? version of brad Lidge again this year
2: yeah I, i'd i'd be lying if i if i told you i knew uh he's man to to go from being so good no weight to just bad in no nine i said he had the the injuries and uh he's getting that taken care of so y- you hope that uh if he can even just meet him halfway between those two seasons you know you don't have to be perfect but uh, he's got to be on his game or they're going to have real issues because Madsen has shown he can't close. So uh, they're putting all their uh, eggs in one basket. And, well, you know, uh, it's, it's, but... uh,
1: it's going to be interesting because, you know, they got the bats. The thing is they got such a, a terrific lineup. You know, you, you start out with Jimmy Rollins. Then you got Placido Polanco. Then you're going to Chase Utley, uh, Ryan Howard, uh, you know, Jason Worth. Um, let me see who else did I get in there. I guess you. Then you you got Shane Victorino there, and and then you you got um, uh, you know uh, Carlos um or you know I'm uh, I to think of what's the name. Yes. Why am I forgetting the name of the catcher? Um, Carlos Ruiz. Yeah, Carlos Ruiz. <laughs> I was gonna say Ortiz, and I'm going down. Nah, it's Ruiz. <laughs> yeah, Carlos Ruiz. And, and you know, really, I don't know where you find a better lineup than that. That is a great lineup. Uh, especially if you know if everybody's hitting, you get it, you get the power numbers you got last year from Jason Worth. Uh, they just put 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 themselves in a stratosphere where uh, they'll be way they'll have a big lead, you know. So uh, hopefully the Phillies will come out and um, and and be able to stay healthy because that's the thing they they got to stay healthy. Um, you, you don't want guys trying to do too much uh, because it is such a long season, and you know you want to make sure that everybody. Um, you know the focus is on doing the things that they're asked to do and not not things that uh where where it gets too one sided where everybody's doing one thing meaning like you got a you got a team though that's uh that's you know trying to be a one man gang that sort of thing but but uh now now bob um you know of course uh, with the uh the Phillies uh, everybody's still talking about Cliff Lee and, and the fact that we could have had Roy Holiday and Cliff Lee and Roy Holiday allowed people to say best pitcher in baseball. How do you feel about people still continue to talk about Cliff Lee? Uh,
2: I think, I think it's crazy how, uh, the Philly baseball fans seem to have such a loyalty to the players and the Eagles fans, just a loyalty to the team overall. That's uh fairly interesting, but, uh, I think uh, if anyone thought we were going to be able to keep Lee and get Holiday, I, I mean, I guess they could have swung it, but, man, that's, that's difficult to do. Uh, so uh, I, I, think, I think they did what was uh, the best for the team, what they had to do. And, I, I, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're sad to see it, Lee go because he helped so much last year, but uh, it's an upgrade overall.
1: Well, you know, I want to, I want to thank you, uh, Bob, for, for joining me uh, this week on Gcob in the House. And I want to thank all of our, our listeners. And make sure you check out g uh, com, And, and uh, you can get all the information about the Eagles and what's going on there. we uh, going to be having some, some new things going on site-wise. But uh, also, Bob, why don't you uh, share your site with them?
2: Uh, two Minutes to Midnight Green. That's uh, the numeral two, minutes, T-O, midnightgreen.com.
1: All righty. Well, we'll be in touch. We'll see you guys. uh, We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks.
0: Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon.